Welcome to We55. We're your hosts. I'm Sudaya Francisco. And I'm Brielle Blackshear. This is a Princeton Alumni Corps podcast from 12 Stockton. And Princeton Alumni Corps is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to mobilize people, networks, and organizations for the public good. Hi, fellows. Welcome back to another episode of We55. And today we have three guests here with us to talk about some postgraduate opportunities in the education sector. Um, And they're from teacher prep. Um, So I'm very excited to have them here today. And I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time out to do this podcast with us today. So I'll turn it over to our first guest, so that they can introduce themselves. Thanks, Uh, My name is Todd Kent. I'm the director of the program in teacher preparation uh, here at Princeton University. Uh, I'm class of 83, uh, so I'm an alumnus as well. And uh, I should mention that my wife is also an alumna. She's class of 83. Uh, My oldest daughter is class of 11, and she actually went through our program, and she's now teaching history uh, in public school just outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, and I have uh, my second daughter, uh, uh, Maggie, uh, class of 16, um, who actually went through a Project 55 fellowship after she graduated. Uh, she worked with the Primary Co- Care Coalition down in Montgomery County. So I'm very familiar with uh, Alumni Corps and, and the Project 55 fellows and the good work that uh, they're doing here. So I'm joined here with my colleague, Ann Katina, and uh, an uh, alumna, Barbara Fortunato. So I'll pass it off to Ann. Thanks, Todd. Um, I'm Ann Katina. I'm the director of our alumni network through the program in teacher preparation. I also work with the students who are uh, student teaching and learning to become teachers. And I direct the professional learning opportunities that we have for uh, community teachers and alumni. Barb? Thanks, Anne. Um, I'm Barbara Fortunato. I am Princeton class of 1998. I was an electrical engineering major while I was here. Um, I joined teacher prep in 2005 after having a career in industry and uh, got my certification in 2007 in physics education. And I now am a physics teacher at West Windsor Plains Rural High School South, which is in Princeton Junction. Great. So I guess we'll dive right into um, those who may not know anything about teacher prep, what the what the program is, and how we get how you get involved. Okay. Um, well, we're a certificate program uh, at the university, so um, uh, we're very unique, and I think it speaks to the university's commitment um, to teaching in general, and specifically to our mission in teacher prep to help students and alumni to go into K through 12 teaching and education at that level. So we're unique in that um, they allow our certificate to attach to the undergraduate degree, uh, to also the graduate degrees, so we can work with graduate students who may be interested in teaching and want to do our program. Uh, But very uniquely, we're the only certificate program where alumni can come back at any time whether they're undergraduate alumni or graduate alumni, and do our program. So uh, we have this opportunity if alumni are interested in it. Great. 
Yeah, and it's really it's great working with the alumni. We we have people coming back after one or two years. We have people coming back after twenty plus years, and um, to see the experiences they've had and what kind of leads them into teaching um, is is always a fantastic um, opportunity to understand all that Princeton grads go on to do. So we thought we might share Todd's story of how he went into teaching and education sectors and then Barb's as well, just to kind of illustrate the range of wonderful people we get to work with. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, one thing I want to say is that, um, you know, when we're at Princeton and I think rightly so um, because we are privileged to receive a world-class education through this great institution we're, we're really conditioned to think big, have an impact, go out there and make a difference. And, and we should, but I think sometimes people overlook teaching as a way to do that. And uh, I share with our students um, just my genuine belief that you have this world-class education. What better way to put it to use than to help other people improve their lives and to do that through the act of teaching uh, and education. Um, so, you know, we've been here for 50 years. A lot of people don't realize that. We celebrated our 50th anniversary uh, last spring. Um, and the reason that we're here um, uniquely in this liberal arts university as really kind of a professional program to train people uh, to go into the profession of teaching uh, is because back in the early 1960s, uh, led by Jeremiah Finch, who was an English professor here, uh, the faculty uh, went to the administration and said the uh, university motto at that time was uh, in the nation's service. And they said to the administration, but we're really not living up to that motto because um, we don't provide a pathway for students to go into public education as a means of service. So, you know, um, I, I think it's important for our students and alumni to to realize that this is a very valid choice and a very noble use of a Princeton degree. Now, getting back to my story, um, I was one of those people that had not considered teaching uh, as a career. Uh, I was a pre-med economics major here. Senior year, I was caught up in uh, applying for jobs in Wall Street and uh, corporations and banks. Uh, and then in uh, my senior year, I found out that my mother was very ill. So I put my job search on hold and um, went home with really no plans and not knowing uh, what I was going to do other than I had to be at home to help take care of that family situation. And I ran into a friend of mine uh, who had been teaching at an independent school and he was leaving. And um, I said, uh, and he said that there was a job opening at the school. Um, to teach middle school science. And so having been pre-med, I said, well, I, I can do that. That would be easy. Uh, give me lots of time. And boy, was I wrong uh, on that. I learned that the first night when I was uh, preparing lessons for the first day. And, and like a lot of teachers, not sleeping very well that night right. before school right. opens. Um, but um, I, I started teaching there. Ironically, I was offered a job my first day of teaching by one of the banks I had been applying to a couple months before. So it was, that was kind of like an awakening. Um, but I have to say after about a month of doing that, um, I couldn't think of a better way 
uh, a better uh, vocation for me uh, to follow. I just, it was very hard work. It was very challenging, much more challenging than I thought it would be. Um, but I found it just very, very rewarding. It was, for me, energizing. You know, teaching can be draining, but at the same time, it can be energizing as you're working with these young people who are full of energy. And uh, when you get things going well, they just pull you along. And I have to say, working in that independent school, um, I was one of those people who just said yes every time they were asked to do something. Um, so I, I coached sports uh, at the middle school and high school levels. Um, I uh, took over eventually as chair of the science department. I became an assistant principal. Um, I drove a school bus um, oh my for my gosh. sports teams, <laughs> which was great. I think my Class C license is expired. But, uh, uh, that was, if anybody's never driven a school bus, well, actually, I can't recommend it. <laughs> but it's a unique experience. Um, and then um, I uh, eventually I ran the summer school, got to teach uh, a little bit out of my field, got to teach math there. Um, and biology, and then uh, took over as principal for the high school for several years um, and taught physics at the high school level. So um, it, it was really a very broad experience. I think in hindsight, it really prepared me well for my current position because I got to see almost every aspect of education. Um, and then, uh, not to belabor my story, but um, I was basically self-taught because it was an independent school they had some minimal professional development. Um, independent schools, I think, have gotten much better in, in the realm of professional development. Back then, there wasn't much going on. Uh, to the credit, the school did pay for us to take additional courses. So I did take a pedagogy course in teaching uh, physical science. Um, so I, I was getting some pedagogy. Um, but I was self-taught. I made a lot of mistakes. Um, to the detriment of my students those first few years especially um, and I just had this burning feeling that there was more to education than what I was being exposed to and so I started taking courses in a master's degree program through the University of Virginia earned my master's degree and it didn't put out the fire it just kind of ignited it more so eventually I decided that uh, there was a world of educational study out there I wanted to tap into so I decided to leave the school and get my doctorate in educational evaluation at the University of Virginia. Um, and then uh, when I graduated from that program, I was lucky enough that a position opened up here at Princeton, uh, and I was able to come back to my alma mater and work in, in this program. So like a lot of Princetonians, I didn't think of teaching at first. Um, I kind of fell into it. And looking back, uh, I was amazingly lucky. I, I uh, I look back at the path I didn't take, and I'm very glad I didn't, and I'm glad I'm where I am here today. So um, I will pass this over to, to Barbara, who uh, has a very interesting story to share. So. <laughs> um, well, I guess it starts when I was here. When I was here at Princeton, um, I knew about the program. I think I came down and checked it out. But I was like, this engineering schedule, like, there's no way I'm going to fit all this stuff yeah. in. And with, I wanted to do independent work. And I was like, oh, well, teaching's on the back burner anyway. Like, I'm not going to go into teaching right away. And I think that that's um, a common sentiment among Princetonians. A couple of my um, classmates, I've 
talked to them recently and they were like, oh yeah, maybe I'll go into teaching after I retire. That's a whole nother story. Um, But I kind of thought that it was like, oh, well, I might, you know, find teaching later on. And um, so I just kind of dismissed it. And like every good Princetonian, I went into consulting, technical consulting (laughs) (laughs) for the investment bank. So like a double whammy, you know, consulting and investment banking at the same time. And um, I worked for IBM and um, as a consultant for the Wall Street firms and building large scale computer systems for them um, for three years. So I graduated here, immediately started working in Manhattan and in early September of 2001, um, I was on a project on the 63rd floor of Tower 2 of the World Trade Centers. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, And it just so happened that I had planned a vacation for that second week in September. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, it was kind of an eye-opening experience. I had already sort of been thinking, like, is this really what I'm going to do with my life, this like consulting for investment banks kind of thing. I was already sort of starting to feel that maybe I wasn't really cut out for corporate America, but you know, it was just this little thing in the back of my head. Um, But when the events of 9-11 happened, I was like, I have to make a change. And I took some years off, um, just sort of recovering from What I feel like, even though I was on the other side of the country when this happened, it really deeply affected me. Um, And so I was like starting to think about what I would do next. And so somehow I knew that teaching probably was hard. I don't know how I knew that. I was telling Todd and Anne last week, like, I'm not even sure how I knew that teaching would be hard. Well, you're ahead of me because I didn't think <laughs> it. <was. laughs> right. right. And I really don't know how I knew that because I don't think that that's a common perception. Perception, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like most people are like, oh, I know physics. I can teach physics, you know, or whatever. I was whatever a student. I, right. I was a student. Works. I know how Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, I think that this is going to be hard. And maybe it's like my type A perfectionist personality. I was like, okay, I'm going to get trained. So I reached out and I, I spoke with um, Todd and maybe I spoke with John Webb first, uh, who was the director at the time. And, um, you know, he said, you know, come, come down, you know, we have this program, you can join as an alum. And I knew that there were other avenues into teaching. Like I knew that you could go alternate route where like a public school would hire you without certification and then you would take courses at the time. Um, while while you're teaching, I guess you take weekend classes. Yeah, that evening and weekend. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, um, no. no, I'm not gonna like step foot in the classroom <laughs> not knowing anything and just fly by the seat of my pants. So um, I came back to teacher prep. I had to do some extra coursework to get caught up on the requirements to teach physics. Um, and then three semesters later, I came out with certification and have been um, a high school teacher since then. And I, I agree with Todd. It's so challenging. It's um, in a lot of ways more challenging than my corporate work. Um, so, but, so give some examples. Like what surprised you about teaching as compared to what you did before? I think one of the things that's surprising is like how emotionally invested I, I get. Yeah. 
into the kids, you know? Like, I love teenagers. I love teaching teenagers. I think it's a great age, and I'm fascinated with, like, learning about them and, meet, you know, getting to know them through the year. And I didn't realize how invested I would get. So I think that that was a big surprise to me. I thought that, like, teaching would be, like, standing up at the front of the board and, you know, going through problems and teaching them about Newton's laws. And I just had no idea, like, about how deep the human aspect of it would be. Um, and so you get invested in these kids and they, you know, they're – interesting and exciting and they all have their challenges and so you know when you're talking to them you're doing your best to try to get through to them and there's so many different individuals with so many different backgrounds and so many you know I don't know they're just all different and so every day is a new challenge and every year is a new challenge with a bunch of different kids and every day is a new challenge because you're teaching a different thing and um, just to see their emotional struggles and like help them or, you know, but at the same time, it's so rewarding. It's more rewarding than I thought it would be too. Um, so it's more challenging because it's just hard. Like I didn't know how much went into teaching because it's not just knowing the subject. It's, yeah. there's so much to know about how to, you know, convey information and then how to assess their understanding and then how you deal with their social emotional growth. Um, and it's just never ending how much you can know. Um, and things are always changing. So it's really, really challenging. But the rewards are just so great just to see on a daily basis, the student, their eyes light up and them understand something or you know, I've had a couple of experiences where alum, alumni of the high school have come back and told me what a big difference that I made, even though I didn't even know they appreciated it <laughs> at the time. And maybe they didn't even know at the time. But, you know, they come back and they say how well prepared they were for college or that, you know, I had one kid come back after finishing his master's in engineering. And he said, you know, I just came back to let you know that I was in an interview and they asked me who was the biggest inspiration for me to pursue this career. And I said, you, and I was like, what? That is crazy. Wow, that's awesome. So, you know, just to know that you're making that big of an impact in yeah. someone's life is totally rewarding. And you and don't get that when you're in corporate. No, you don't. You don't. I mean, like, you know, the company might make more, some more money or whatever. Right. But, you know, you just don't have that sense that you've really contributed to something, to somebody's life that way. Yeah, I think that's very motivating for our, our alums. I mean, they want to make a difference, obviously, but they also want to stay learning. They want to stay intellectually engaged. They want to be around colleagues that just want to do a better job. And I think that's one of the great things about the alum of teacher prep, because if they go into the classroom or if they go into other education sectors, they've got this wonderful cohort of alumni to interact with and react to and keep learning with. So I think that regardless of what they go on to do, whether they're in a classroom for a long time or if they go into other education sectors, they they stay connected through Princeton, through teacher prep, through us. But 
they find like-minded people who keep them intellectually engaged. And I think that's super important to our alums in general. Yeah, well, along those lines, um, I was walking uh, with uh, one of our alumni, David Hill, who's, who works in education <laughs> down in the state of Tennessee. And we were going from one of our uh, anniversary events to another. And he said, you know, Todd, um, I, I don't know how you do this, but I mean, look at all these people here. Look at this community that we're part of. And he said, you know, when, when you tell students about the advantage of uh, becoming a teacher and the rewards of teaching, somehow you've got to communicate to them that they're also joining this community, that they're being part of this extended community, not just here at Princeton, but all our alums uh, out across the country and even across the world. Yeah, that was so. one of the amazing things at the 50th, when we just had our 50th this spring, we got to, and people came from all over the country, all over the world. Class of 70 was very well represented. It was really fabulous to see the types of things that people go on to do. I mean, we have people in private and public schools all around the world. We have people who are working in museums and planetariums, like informal education, which seems really important. Um, we have people like David who go into politics or nonprofits. We have people who start their own uh, companies. Um, we have a recent alum who has an amazing program for girls in urban schools who need um, a real support network. Um, some go on to do technology or education publications. Um, we just, and then there are others who are very, very honest and say, you know, I plan to go to med school or I plan to go to law school. But what they tell us is when they take the courses, it helps them communicate. It helps them do whatever it is they go on to do, whether it's in the classroom or not. So that's really um, this opportunity to branch into a bunch of different education sectors, whether they are classroom teachers or not, that, that um, we get feedback that's it's really been important. The other interesting thing is the opposite, is the alums who go out and do uh, work in other fields, whether it be for two years or 20 years. We have a plastic surgeon who recently came back and decided he wanted to teach Latin. We had a chef who came back and decided he wanted to teach English. We had um, journalists, lawyers um, who say, you know, I, I did that gig for a while, like Barb, and like, okay, I'm ready to do something that I that feeds my soul a little bit or that I, I recognize is super important that maybe I didn't realize as an undergrad. So we're very fortunate to work with alums in, in many different capacities. It's great. It's really great. Yeah, and it sounds like um, people in the education sector hold many hats and, <laughs> and um, definitely contribute to the future of the world, and that's very important. If your fellows are interested, we have on our website, we have a, a section of the website with our alumni profiles. So there are uh, different alums working in different education sectors. So I recommend you take a look and just maybe connect with somebody from your class or someone you know, or might give you some ideas of ways to go into education that you might not have thought about before. Okay. And for those who don't know, um, what is the website called? Well, it's just uh, if they go to princeton.edu okay. and then do slash teacher, um, then that'll take them to our website. And then uh, they can kick, click on the alumni section there. And yeah. um, there's they'll see a, a menu item on the left that just says alumni profiles. So I think we have over 100 profiles. Oh, up easily. There, right? Yeah. 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 
Um, but we have the four different major areas that people go into and, um, and some, some of their commentary about their experiences and um, what got them into teaching or what, or what got them into education, what they're doing now. So it's a nice way to kind of get the broader picture of the opportunities out there. Great. Um, so in closing, um, what are what is one advice that you would give to someone who wants to, who's maybe thinking about um, going into the education sector for the first time or being a part of teacher prep? What would you want them to know? Well, I, I think you have to really ask yourself uh, if teaching is right for you. And, and I will say it's not for everybody. Uh, it's, it's challenging, demanding work. Um, you have to want to go into teaching because you have a love for working with young people. That has to be the driving force. Uh, we all love our subject areas. Uh, we all love our content area, but that won't sustain you. What has to sustain you is just wanting to work with young people. And, and as Barbara touched on about the challenging aspect of it, working with a wide range of young people, all with different needs, who are all crammed into the same room, and you have to work with them all at the same time and address all those individuals individually at the same time. So you've got to like that kind of a challenge. Um, and um, you should know your subject area and be passionate about that. Um, I'm telling my introductory students, too, we've been talking a lot about passion and how contagious passion is. And you've got to be passionate about what you are doing and what you're teaching, and then that will spill over to your, your students. But I think you have to have an, an honest conversation about if this is the right path for you, because I think a lot of us, you know, like, and with my story, I fell prey to that. You know, we romanticize teaching. We, we have this vision that Barbara talked about that, you know, I'll just be up in the front of the room and uh, I'll never forget, I was working with a, a young lady in the classroom and she was having some classroom management problems. And she went home and, and talked to her roommates about it. And one of the roommates said, well, can't you just tell them to be quiet? Well, yeah, yeah. no, that doesn't always work as a management strategy. It gets a little bit more difficult than that. Um, so, you know, so I think, you know, you have to look and be in it for the right reasons and, and be in it to, to help touch other people's lives. And that has to be the, the driving force. So I, I think that's my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I definitely feel like if you love working with kids or if you just like to see people improve or people develop, I mean, I think that's what got me into teaching, just like in my past jobs, seeing people grow, mm -hmm. I think was really exciting to me. So I think um, you have to want that and you have to understand that it's not gonna be easy. Um, just because you know your content area. But I would say advice is just, you know, give Todd a call. <laughs> you know, have a conversation. I was say that. You know? I mean, we, get, we get kind of calls, and it's just, it's really helpful to just kind of understand the option, see how it works, and find out what, what might be a possibility for you. So, I mean, we're available um, just to kind of bounce ideas off of you and uh, off of each other and brainstorm. Um, like I said, I mean, if, if the classroom teaching isn't really your passion, we have wonderful alums in informal education and other areas where they, they do see people learn and they see people grow and they see the difference they can make. So come on in and talk to us. Yeah. And um, I, I'd like to um, tell all our alumni out there, too, we 
we see ourselves as a resource for our alumni and for our undergraduates and not just, we're not so narrow that we're only interested in people who want to do our program. Right. Uh, and, and I guess one of the things I, I should share too is we have different levels of our program. So, um, we have introductory courses that are open to anyone. So if anyone wanted to come uh, back to Princeton, uh, the tuition is very reasonable. It's $1,080, I think, right now per course. So it's probably the... the not per credit. Not per, per credit, per course. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, and that's that's for alumni in our program. So that's a discounted rate. So it's probably one of the best deals in higher ed. They can come back and take our introductory courses at any time. So even if you're not interested in teaching, but you want to learn more about the classroom instruction, and I would say, you know, I, I run into a lot of people who are interested in going into ed policy. Yeah. And, you know, the, the troublesome thing about that is we all think we're experts about classroom teaching um, because we've all been students for so long. But you can talk to any of our students. It is very different once you get on the other side of the desk. So I, I always talk to people interested in policy saying, you know, take some of our introductory courses, at least learn about what a teacher has to do in the classroom so that you understand that process before you go out and operate in the, in the policy round. Um, but uh, alumni can come back and, and earn the university certificate by taking four courses. They could do that over two semesters. Um, and that might be useful for people wanting to work in NGOs or working in independent schools or um, working in different aspects. A nice thing about education is it's such a broad field. There's right. so many different kinds of jobs. We have, as Ann said, alumni working in publishing companies, a lot working in higher ed. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Jen Jennings, who's a, a professor in the Woodrow Wilson School in the sociology department, who's one of our graduates and joined the faculty last year. Um, so we have all students teaching internationally. Ab yeah. Absolutely. And, and starting their own consulting firms in education and so forth, working for museums. There are all kinds of things that they can do. And so those introductory uh, courses and the certificate program might be good for folks headed in those kinds of directions. But then to do the whole um, program um, takes three semesters. And that's because that last semester is full time student teaching where you're out in the schools all day long, you're being mentored by a host teacher, coached by our staff, and that's a full-time commitment that third semester. So there are three different levels they can get involved with if they're interested. Yeah, and that, that full-time student teaching leads to a New Jersey teaching license, which um, then we can work with alums on transferring that to other states if they're interested in, in not staying in, in local. Yeah, and it's also good for life. Um, oh, yeah. yeah what, what, one of the things that happened after the uh, 50th is I had several alumni say, oh, I, by the way, can I transfer my certificate from this state to that state? And I said, yep, even though it's 20 years old, it's still good. You can transfer it over. So. That's great. Well, I want to thank you all again for being here today um, and just providing all that information for our fellows who may not know about the program and who may want to get involved in the future. Um, and I really thoroughly enjoyed hearing your background stories of how you got into the education sector and everything that you do. So thank you for um, taking the time with us today. Um, also, we're going to provide the fellows with some resources that they'll be able to um, use to get in contact with you guys if they're interested. So um, thank you again. Thank, thank you. Enjoy it.
Yes, so that wrapped up our conversation about teacher prep with our special guests. And the resources that we want to provide uh, you today is to just visit their website, which is teacherprep.princeton.edu, for more information on how you can get involved. I really wish I had been there for that episode. It sounded like it was a lot of fun and a lot of great stories. Y'all, we will see you for our next episode. Until then, happy Friday, fellows!